0: This is The Creator Revealed,
1: a production of 3ABN Television.
0: Welcome to The Creator Revealed. I'm Tim Standish, and I'm a scientist. Scientists are trained to observe things in nature. And one of the things that we observe is evil.
2: Uh, You know, last time we talked about human and relational evil. But this time we're going to talk about evil in nature, natural evil. And we're so glad that you have joined us because, you know, this is such an informative series and we're glad that you're enjoying it.
0: You know, before we actually go on, I do want to point out that what we call evil is really something that is subject to definition. And we shouldn't be distracted by the evil, from all of that is wonderful out there in nature as well. From the biblical perspective, we do acknowledge evil, but we also recognize the good. And we believe that the good was created by God at the very beginning. Amen. Moses wrote about this creation in this way, in Genesis one thirty one, He said, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. Very. Good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So now they're going to go on into the Sabbath and, uh, and rest and spend that time together with God. I can't imagine how beautiful the creation was and yet we see things today that are the result of sin. Those, sin is evil and the results of sin are evil consequences, death, suffering, tears, pain. So
2: God cursed the earth because of the fall, because of the evil.
0: Yes, oh, and, and human beings chose yes. the evil over the good. It's, it seems incredible in retrospect that that would happen. And and yet, I know that I've made that same decision myself on occasion. But
2: And you know, when you think about deception, sometimes people don't realize that what the devil hands us can be in a shiny foil package with a beautiful bow, and it's nothing more than gift-wrapped garbage.
0: Unfortunately, that's the case, and, and yet we go for it uh, mm. on occasion. Mm. And in fact, I think we're going to talk right now about some gift-wrapped garbage. Okay. Uh, that's kind of harsh. Um, I, I believe that Charles Darwin was a very brilliant man and that he understood the implications of what he was saying. And that's one of the things that we are contemplating now because he, he remember, he had this alternative materialistic conception of reality. And he wrote this. He said, from the war of nature, from famine and death the most exalted object, which we are capable of conceiving, namely the production of the higher animals directly follows. Wow. Wow. So what what Darwin is saying is that thing that we all know in our hearts is awful. Death, suffering, war, those sorts of things. The, that is what produced the beautiful things. Yeah, uh, so whereas the biblical view, the the reality that's actually out there is that God created all of that beauty, all of that wonder, and the death, the suffering, the evil is an imposition on God's originally very good creation. So these are very, very different views of things. Why would a Darwinist consider war and death to be bad? It's it's a good thing. It makes it makes wonderful things like human beings and and eagles and and you know all of those things that we kind of wonder about what a
2: convoluted way of thinking though well it is (laughs) but you
0: say that because you're coming at it from a biblical perspective yes but from a darwinian perspective you could not say that it's the only logical thing from a darwinian perspective
2: i mean you just look at pictures of what's going on in syria for example How can anyone say war is good? How can anyone say something is resulting that's good from that when you see all the destruction Mm -hmm. and suffering?
0: God has built into us that fundamental understanding. It is evil, and evil is a bad thing. It doesn't produce good things. In fact, the Bible, again, this is Paul writing Mm -hmm. in the New Testament. He says, the last enemy... To be destroyed is death. Death is not our friend. Death is not our creator or part of the process of creating us. Death is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, our creator, of course, overcame death. Now, I want to address one of the arguments that's commonly put forward about the creation when we look at it. Remember, this is what scientists do. We look at things. And as I said, you know, I look at nature and I see evil things. I see things that break, for example. And there is this argument out there that because nature breaks, doesn't work the way we think it should do, that somehow or other that is evidence that it isn't created. Mm. However, that is a flawed logic. This is a picture here that I'm showing of a Ford Pinto.
2: Was this yours? And
0: uh, No, it wasn't <laughs> mine. <laughs> um, now. Ford Pintos, they frankly were terrible cars. I think anybody who's had an encounter with a Ford Pinto, there's probably there are probably a few Ford Pinto fans out there. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, that they they're, they're just terrible vehicles. And um, but nobody doubts that they were designed, and they were designed for a purpose. Um, that's that. So even bad design is still design. It still requires a mind. The question really is, is the designer good or is the designer evil? (laughs) Is God good when we see these broken designs? So let's take let's just take a look at some of these things. Oh, yes, this is. This is my beautiful dog, Jack. And you can see he was so intelligent, so full of love. What Jack's doing here is he's actually climbing into my suitcase. He knows you're
2: packing. He and you're knows leaving. I'm
0: packing. He wanted to come home with me. And only less than a year ago, yes. I, I held Jack in my arms while he died. And that was an awful, awful experience. So I, it, in fact, just talking about it now, it kind of it, it makes me sure. it makes me profoundly sad. What a wonderful, lovely creature! Uh, how can it be that our bodies grow old and, and we die? How can that happen? Well, you know, the wages of sin are death. We know that. Yes. Um, so, you know, the Bible doesn't ignore this suffering and, and pain that we're in. In fact, uh, in in Romans. Paul also wrote this. He said, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. You see, the Bible provides hope. The same God who created us, our creator is our Redeemer. He adopts us even though we rejected uh, Him. It's, it's an amazing, it's, it's such incredibly good news. It's rooted in our thinking about the creation. Um, and of course, Paul also wrote this, through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sin. This is in Romans 5. He actually says the same thing over and over again so that we get it right. We can't we can't misunderstand here. Death is a result of sin, okay? And it's a, we can say, okay, that's a natural result. You know, we separated ourselves from the life giver. And it doesn't giver. mean,
2: you know, I, I just want to say this in case there's yeah. somebody's watching who thinks, well, my two-year-old just died. He didn't sin. We're not talking about the the direct correlation of what you did. I mean, maybe for mm. the second death, yeah. yes. But just that when sin entered the world, everything started decaying. It is going to be recreated. That's right. And
0: one of the reasons that that death is so awful is because it's so unjust. Yes. The righteous die and the sinners die. Everybody dies. I mean, you know, this is we know this is not the way it should be. Right. But there's another kind of evil out there. And I'm illustrating it with this. uh, viper here it's it's a rattlesnake, obviously, and when we look at them, when we look at their system of envenomation, it looks like it's designed how do we how do we account for that as Christians and the truth is we don 't know we don't know how that system that has only one purpose and it is to kill how did that come into being? The problem is that we have too many possible explanations. Yes. Some people say the devil did it. Some people say it's just sort of some kind of natural consequence of things breaking down. Some people even say God did it. You know, God somehow or other, uh, when he cursed the earth, and certainly he specifically cursed snakes. Maybe, maybe that was it. We don't know. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. But what we do know is that there is still an awful lot of beauty and, and goodness that is evident in the creation. And, uh, oh, we also know, by the way, that snakes are not alone. I, I like tarantulas. You know, they're they're kind like <laughs> of like little furry do. things. But they, <laughs> do, they do have uh, venom, and they can inject it into you. So you yeah. do have to, you know, don't, get, don't go and pick up every tarantula out there as I'm doing in this, in this photograph. But just understand, hey, you know, there are there's lots of this that we see out there. But here is what the Bible tells us. This is Paul again. He's writing to Timothy, my namesake. And he says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Mm. I could say the same thing about myself Obviously, as well. We yes. And that's really what the Bible brings to us the promise of a solution to this problem. It recognizes the problem and provides a solution. And um, what the solution is, is the new creation. And we have this wonderful view of the new creation in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, which talks a lot about creation, by the way. Uh, Here he writes, the infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand into the viper's nest why because there will be no death no suffering that's all going to be eliminated in God's new creation amen i i'm just i'm just struck by the hope that the bible gives it it's not a book of sort of idealism or made up stories it is a book about reality the real Things that are going on in the world that we observe all around us, but it is also a book about the reality that is coming. It tells us what the solution to what we know is wrong is. Amen. So, what does this natural evil tell us about the Creator? Well, there are a couple of things that are important points that we can pull out of this. First, His selfless. Sacrifice to overcome the impact of sin on his creation. It, it, the, the evil makes that all the more meaningful. He suffered as we do. And it also tells us about his original plan for his creation. Remember, he had a plan of salvation that again, reveals his selflessness. So the created things made evil by sin reveal the creator's selflessness.
2: You know, that always blows my mind when I think about the fact that He knew before He created us with His foreknowledge things were going to go south, and yet He planned before He even created us to come down here, become a man, and save us. That's amazing. Well, we are going to take just a moment's break and come back with a very interesting guest, so please stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the Minute That Makes a Difference. I'm Margot Marshall. What difference do relationships make to our health? A profound difference. Eight large-scale studies found that socially isolated people had two to five times the risk of premature death from all causes – compared to those who had a strong sense of connection and community. No wonder the World Health Organisation includes social health in its definition of wellness. We were created for social relationship. And the quality of social relationships has been found to be even more important than the quantity. So make quality time with your family and friends a priority. Maybe join a community group. Because people need people. And relationships make a difference.
2: Welcome back to The Creator Revealed. Today we've been talking about natural evil and we're going to plumb the depths of that just a little more with a special guest.
0: (laughs) It's a pretty deep topic. Uh, The guest that we're going to speak with is Dr. Ronnie Naline, uh, Dr. Narleen is my colleague. In fact, his office is right next to mine at the Geoscience Research Institute. Now, his PhD is in geology, but he has done a lot of thinking about what we call the problem of evil uh, because, as you know, at the Geoscience Research Institute, we are interested in this relationship between science and faith. Amen. So I'm delighted to have Dr. Narleen here with us. And I want, to, I want to start out by actually asking a question that, that bothers me, and I, I'm guessing most other people, which is, okay, we know that according to the Bible, death and suffering entered the world because of man's sin, but just because Adam sinned, why... Why should animals suffer? you know why why I talked about my dog why why did my dog have to die because Adam chose to sin?
3: And that's a good question team and um it's a question that um I think goes even beyond the realm of the animals or other living beings. It seems that there are unbalances in the earth as a whole. We experience uh, Um, events that are very troublesome, because they can bring death. Uh, We could say that the whole system here on Earth um, brings pain, and and, uh, and there are events that are very hazardous. So it even goes beyond sickness or disease. It is a dangerous world. Why is it that our world should become dangerous because of our mistakes? And I think um, my way of reading this is to see the system as an integrated system. There, is, uh, there are many different components that are linked together. And we are part of this system. Uh, in fact, in Genesis, we are, it is said that we were given dominion over this system. Um, dominion means that we have a very intense relationship with the rest of the creation. So by our own choices, we can affect the rest of the creation, which is quite a humbling thought if you think mm-hmm. about it. Um, think that you, your choices can have an effect on what occurs in the world around us. And I think this is still true.
0: You know, in, in, my, in my area of study, uh, which is in biology, certainly this is something that we spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, the, the impact that human beings have directly on the rest yes. of the creation is something that we do have at least some limited control over. And uh, so, when you referred to it being a dangerous world, you're a geologist. So what would be some examples of, of, the, of the danger out there? I'm thinking of earthquakes, but...
3: Uh, um, yeah, I mean, the, the classic ones are earthquakes, volcanic activity, and obviously also climate-related uh, uh, events, so hurricanes or floodings. Floodings are actually the, one of the most dangerous um, so one could say, at this scale, how can human decision impact these kind of events? Uh, and I would agree with those who are a little skeptical. There are some uh, aspects of it where we do have uh, incredible effects. For example, flooding can be uh, the result of mismanagement of water resources. Um, But when it comes to earthquakes, for example, well, there are some earthquakes that can be generated by um, activities of humans. Um, There's some link that has been established with uh, uh, fracking and some earthquakes. Uh, But in general, earthquakes are related to the motion of plates. So it's not like we can move the crust of the earth or have an effect at that scale. So the, the discussion then becomes at a greater level, we start to think, why is it that God allows for these things to occur? Why Why, why do we call them
0: acts of God when they happen?
3: Yeah, it it means that in some ways, God uh, warrants the possibility for the system to be in this way. And so I do believe that, We find also in the Bible some some texts that point in that direction by saying, for example, that the sun rises on the evil and the good, or that God sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. What does that mean? It means that God maintains the integrity of a sinful world. Um, So these things can happen, and God, in in a sense, allows them to happen. Not that it is the source of them, necessarily, but why would he allowed for a space to exist where these things can happen. And this, for me, can only be explained if we put it in the context of this great cosmic conflict between good and evil, where God has to allow for sin to express itself. Sin has to be expressed in a a physical space. If there is no physical space, if there's no possibility for humans to bring their choices to the conclusions or the consequences of their choices, then you wouldn't see the meaning of what sin it's uh, in the very end.
0: So, so what you're saying basically is if we didn't see the natural consequences of sin actually play themselves out, why would we believe it was bad? Why, why would it be evil we, you know if, if sin had absolutely no consequences? Mm
3: and we still have this difficulty in in our everyday life it's hard to understand what is good and what is evil it's yeah. very hard
0: you know one of one of the things that i really struggle with is this is this business of you know blessings falling on the good and on the evil but also the 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 consequences of of evil falling on the good people as well because it it it's it's so intrinsic to our nature to say that is unjust those those who are righteous should not have to suffer and
2: but but that is the nature of evil yeah so
3: yeah i think uh, that is also one of the reason why i i love uh, the biblical narrative why because the bible is trying to tell us god does not look and does not like evil god is for good And so what we experience today is an anomaly. So the biblical narrative is not a narrative of progressive growth and, um, you know, finding the way through the hardness of life and uh, think God started things this way because it was the only possible way. So evil was a mean towards a good end. So evil becomes the, the instrument that God uses to bring about new possibilities and ultimately goodness. That's not the biblical story. The biblical story starts with something very good and then a fall. So for me, the concept of a fall from a good creation is very crucial because then I can side on God's side and say, yes, indeed, what I am seeing today, what I am experiencing today is not part of God's original plan. It's not how he designed the creation is not the way in which he wants us to live.
2: You know, when I think about it, the way I think about it, Ronnie, is that when God created everything, it was very good. And he wanted to, uh, when he gave dominion to mankind, it was to be exercised in covenantal love. So when the fall happened, it wasn't just a moral fall, it was a governmental fall because he passed it over. To whom?
0: It was like a coup d'etat. Yeah, he handed yeah. the
2: keys basically yeah. to Satan. So that's uh, the ruler of the air, the prince you know, of the you air. Know what,
0: you know what else, uh, Ronnie? The, what, what you were saying really brought to mind our, our discussion in another episode of Theistic Evolution. Yes. Where people are saying, hey, um, this, this suffering, this death, this struggle, that is the plan. Yes. And... Um, uh, it's it's interesting how the Bible sort of points in precisely the opposite direction it's the uh, when, it, when it comes to that.
3: Yeah, some, some critics say, well, you still have to explain why God allows for all this evil to exist. After the fall, couldn't he shorten this or couldn't he intervene to mitigate some of these consequences? And so still there is an argument there, but what I think is the crucial difference is that It is not the way that God has designed for the creation to be. That's the key difference. God has not decided to make the world in this way. The model that we adopt is a model where that is not part of the picture. Well, in addition to
0: to that, what, what I love about it is that the plan of salvation was also in place at the foundation of the world. That, that that was there. So God doesn't prevent us from doing evil so that then we don't have freedom of choice. God provides that freedom of choice. We exercise it. But God has chosen to redeem us anyway. He has a plan.
2: Yes, and time didn't exist before He created the earth. And when we think about it, the Bible says that a day is like a thousand years, or a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. So it may seem long for us, but to God, it's just kind of, it, it's a very short time. But we have to see it work out so that we know Nahum, what is it, Nahum 1.9 says that evil will never rise again by the time we see what the consequences of evil are.
0: We've done the experiment. We've done the experiment. We've seen the outcome. There is this concept of uh,
3: conflict that is very important for me. This con- concept of uh, of uh, resistance, sort of a battle. And uh, it's important because we can choose to be on God's side. Amen. And we feel he is on our side, he is not on the, against us, is not going after us, is not punishing us, is active in the creation for good, and you know what I like about this concept? That it has very practical implications. Today, even in a fallen world, we can choose, when it comes to natural evil, which side we want to be on. In fact, even a geologist can work to mitigate hazards. Hazards, natural hazards are not random, they are not mysterious. They occur, these things occur for very specific reasons, in very specific places. We can study them. We can try to understand them better. And in so doing, I think we are siding with God in trying to be the instruments, the hands that bring about some goodness into this fallen world.
0: And certainly siding with God is the way that we want to go. I want to thank you so much for joining us, uh, Dr. Nalin. And wow, you know, the interesting thing to me is even with all of this evil that we do see in the world. Mm -hmm. Even with all of that, there is hope that the Bible gives. We are not alone. We're not without hope. We have this plan of salvation. Yes, evil exists now, but yes, we have a firm hope in what God will do in the future.
2: Amen. And God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth where there'll be no more pain or sorrow. Join us next time.
0: Listening to The Creator Revealed, a production of 3ABN Television.